Larry King Live ended after 25 years in 2010. He did 6,000 episodes of the show, and in total he interviewed more than 30,000 people in his career. Larry King was married seven times. He's the father of five children. Let me say, Ed, uh, one thing that would have run his total of interviews up is before he went on Mutual and became nationally famous, he worked for WIOD, a station in Miami, and yes. he was in the in the opening section of the, a restaurant, and he interviewed a lot of famous people. You know, Frank Sinatra types would show up there, and he would interview them, and that's how he became very, fairly well-known. But he was stationed, and he did his show from the entrance to the restaurant every night. Yeah, WIOD in Miami. W-I-O-D, the wonderful Isle of Dreams. Ah, I didn't know that. Good, good. Forrest Leachman died January 27th. Forrest was 94 years old. Of course, an actress and comedian. She won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in the Last Picture Show in 1971. She won lots of Emmy Awards for her TV work. I mean, she was in a lot of things. 130 movies. Uh, remember Young Frankenstein or... Yeah, Frankenstein, young Frankenstein, and uh, instead of Frankenstein, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, she's in 100 TV shows or more uh, up till 2007, notably as Phyllis on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, which is on from 70 to 75. Uh, native of Iowa, Forrest Lichtman. She got spun off with She had a show called Phyllis for two or three years after that. And something else, in her younger days, she was, I believe, a candidate for Miss America. That's correct. She was, as a matter of fact, Tom. You know your Clarice Leachman, I guess. <laughs> well, oh, I thought she was a pretty good actress. I enjoyed the last picture show, and she, I think she played the, uh, the sweaty, poor wife of a football coach who thought more of the football team and perhaps another lady than she did of her, mm -hmm. so she did a really oh. good job. Cicely Tyson died January 28th, and Cicely was 96 years old. Now, Cicely Tyson had a career of like 73 years. Started in 1948 and continued right up in nearly to the time of her passing. A notable thing she did was the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, which I believe was a made-for-TV movie. But she won a Tony Award for acting on Broadway on the play uh, in the play The Trip to Bountiful. Uh, won Emmy Award, and she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2016. And she was married to Miles Davis for a while, as a matter of fact, the famous musician. How are we doing for time, Tom? Uh, one more, and then I think we'll take a break. Alan Burns passed away January 30th. He was 85 years old. Now, Alan Burns uh, is a famous TV producer. But in his early career, he was an animator for Rocky and Bullwinkle, Dudley Do-Right, and George of the Jungle. How about that? But he worked with uh, Room 222 um, and other shows, uh, including Get Smart. But he's famous as creator with James L. Brooks of The Monsters, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and Rhoda. Uh, Alan Burns. And I'm sorry, he was, what, 85, you said? 85, right. Okay, well, I think we'll pause right there and tell our listeners that uh, you are Dr. Edward Funkhauser, Professor Emeritus of Communications, uh, and somewhere in your B 
VTOL back there, your curriculum VTOL or whatever it might be called, it's just that at one time you were a radio pronouncer, and so this you're, you're quite a natural to do this. Uh, and uh, we're going to have to have a program, by the way, Ed, about that and about I, I did some research last week on uh, Sun, uh, Sam Phillips and Sun Records and WHBQ and stuff like that, and I think it would be wonderful to get you to tell us about that stuff. But anyway, tonight you're telling us about people who have passed away pretty much in the, in the days since New Year's Day, uh, a lot of famous people in particular, uh, and uh, we're going to uh, call it our necrology for uh, Thursday, February 4th. We try to do this program about once a month. We're going to take a break now, and when we come back, Ed will have some more of the role to read. WTTF Radio, AM 680 and FM 98.5. It's the night for the necrology on the Tom Kearney Show. By the way, that show is on every night, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10. And tonight we are talking, in fact, about people who have passed away, mostly during the last month, and who deserve to be remembered. And our keeper of the records and authority along those lines is Dr. Ed Funkhauser. Dr. Ed, you're going to talk about and explain the, the Purify Brothers to us. Yeah, uh, James and Bobby Purify uh, had a big hit record with I'm Your Puppet in 1966. It made it to number six on the Hot 100 chart, sold over a million copies. Uh, James and Bobby Purify were not brothers. In fact, <laughs> the name Bobby Purify is a bit fictitious. Uh, Bobby, uh, James Purify, by the way, we should say, at the outset, uh, passed away on January 22nd. He was 76 years old. But Bobby Purify never existed. It was a name given to the other singer in the duo whose name was not really Purify. And there were two different Bobby Purifies in quotation marks over the years, the first of which was James's cousin, Robert Dickey. So that's the story on James and Bobby Purify. It was a big hit record. Uh, their biggest hit by far was I'm Your Puppet. Now what I want to see from you, Ed, is the, a picture of their family tree, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that I can do that. But, okay. uh, Who's uh, next on the list? Yeah. Hal Holbrook passed away, Tom, uh, January 23rd. Hal Holbrook was 95 years old. Now, Hal Holbrook was a prolific actor. He was in many movies, uh, also on many TV shows uh, for many years, like between 1948. In 2017, he won a bunch of Emmy Awards and uh, many other recognitions for his acting work. Uh, he won a National Humanities Medal, uh, was awarded uh, by uh, President George W. Bush. But Hal Holbrook is most famous for his portrayal of, uh, portrayal of Mark Twain. Uh, it was a one-man show which he did and performed for over 60 years. And what a, what so many American. people. He, he's done in Raleigh, by the way, uh, a number of times. As I, indeed, I saw it at Stewart Theater at NC State one time, and he was, I think you could rank Mark Twain with Hal Holbrook uh, portraying him as one of America's first stand-up comics. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think he was, as a matter of fact. 
and 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 he would show up occasionally on a television show called Designing Women. It was on CBS because he was married to Dixie Carter. That's correct. Very good. Did I, I, want, to mention, I want to mention Dustin Diamond uh, passed away February 1st, just the other day. He's 44 years old, quite a young man. Now, um, I did not know who Dustin Diamond was. I mentioned his name to my daughter who knew exactly who he was because she grew up watching Saved by the Bell. And Dustin Diamond appeared on that show for 13 seasons as Screech Powers. He was 11 years old when he started in 1988, and he was 23 in 2000 when he left the show. The show presented the Screech character in different growth stages over the years, it seems. Uh, Dustin Diamond uh, passed away in California. Uh, passed, yes, he did pass away in California. That's correct. He, in fact, was a California native died of lung cancer um, there. All right. Uh, I want to mention uh, some other folks uh, of a, from a variety of endeavors in life. Dorothy Cole uh, died January 7th, age 107. She was the oldest living Marine. Uh, she served during World War II uh, from 1943 to 45. Although she was a native of Ohio, she lived much of her life in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Now, she wanted to be a Marine pilot. And in fact, she was a private pilot. And you know, that was at a time when there weren't that many women pilots in the 1940s. However, the Marines didn't have women pilots until 1995. So she couldn't be a Marine pilot. She served instead in clerical jobs and attained the rank of sergeant. Uh, a local person, Tom, is something we should note. Big Ed Watkins. Ed Watkins died February 2nd. He was 88 years old. Uh, owned uh, restaurants in Wake County for many years, ever since 1958, as a matter of fact. But he was best known for Big Ed City Market Restaurant, downtown Raleigh, which opened in 1989. Uh, but Big Ed sold that restaurant and retired in 2006. Restaurants still there, um, operated by the new owners, who have also opened up two more Big Ed's locations in North Raleigh and in Garner. It made Neil it worth Sheehan. going to the farmer's market to go to Big Ed's. Oh, yeah. Neil Sheehan passed away January 7th, 84 years old, a journalist, of course, the New York Times reporter who received the Pentagon Papers from Daniel Ellsberg in 1971. These were those secret government documents on the history of the Vietnam War. Uh, Sheehan won a Pulitzer Prize for his 1988 book, The Bright Shining Lie About the Vietnam War. He spent uh, a couple of years in Vietnam covering the war and also covered the White House for the New York Times. Okay, uh, Tom, uh, I want to mention a couple of minutes that we have. Uh, yes, we have about four minutes, as a matter of fact, until the break. Well, let me mention a few other people here. Marion Ramsey, uh, some names who you might not recognize. Marion Ramsey, however, passed away January 7th. She was 73 years old. Uh, a well-known actress and singer in musicals on Broadway and all across the United States. Made a number of guest appearances on television shows like The Jeffersons. She was a regular on Cause. Uh, but she was best known for a recurring role as Officer Laverne Hooks. Um, 
in Trix Police Academy movie. She was also a songwriter and was quite active in charitable work, was Marion Ramsey. Tanya Roberts, she was a TV and movie actress between 1975 and 2005. She played Julie Rogers on Charlie's Angels in the 1980 and 81 season. And she played Stacey Sutton in the James Bond film of View to Kill. She had other roles in TV shows and movies and once appeared unattired in Playboy magazine in 1982. I think she was sort of attired, but she was actually a cover for one of the she, issues in 1980. She was on, yeah, that's right. And so she, that, that, a lot of people might have seen her. She was on the television show, uh, that 70s show that was on in the, in the late 90s. Uh, she played yeah. the mother uh, actually, the stepmother of one of the characters on that show. Indeed. Uh, Bruce Kirby uh, died January 24th. Bruce was 95 years old. Uh, a very prolific American TV actor, 59 years, as a matter of fact, from 1950 to 2009. He appeared in very many TV shows. He was a character actor. And, you know, he was in about 40 different popular TV dramas and situation comedies. And all of them, all these shows he was on, are very well-known hit shows. We could have the list, but I'm telling you, there were lots of them, and they were all hits in the 70s through the 2000s. And he had recurring roles on Columbo and L.A. Law. He also appeared in many movies as a character actor and also uh, acted on Broadway, as a matter of fact. Bruce Kirby. When you, when you do somebody like Bruce Kirby... Uh, since we're on the radio, Ed, I always want to get to uh, my uh, my computer and dial up the images and see if I can figure out what this guy looks like, because I'm sure we've seen him a thousand times. Yes, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, I'm just asking about some time and breaks and so forth. Okay, you, you need to, you've got another minute to do something. Well, uh, let's talk about KT Oslin. Uh, KT stands for K Toynette. KT Oslin. Passed away December 21st. Um, KT Oslin was 78 years old. He was a country music singer, active from 66, 1966 to 2020. Uh, she was an Arkansas native who studied music in college. She moved to New York City for 20 years, whole career there, appeared in Broadway musicals and in lots of TV commercials. But she liked country and folk music. She signed a record deal at age 45, 45, moved to Nashville, and therefore, after that, had much uh, singer and songwriter success. She won lots of awards for her music, and she had four number one hits. Um, Do Ya and I'll Always Come Back in 1987, Hold Me in 88, and Come Next Monday in 1990. K.T. Oslo. That's another one that I'm going to have to see if she's on YouTube. Let's stop right here, Ed, and give you a chance to catch your breath. And uh, you're going to have an interesting song, and you can talk about Hilton Valentine when we come back after we take uh, this break. Okay. But, but, but it's, Very time, it's time to check the news now. Uh, and after we check the news, we'll come back with some more of the necrology on WPTF. Tom Kearney, the Tom Kearney Show on WPTF, a little bit of the House of the Rising Sun. 
and we're doing our necrology for the month of January. And the honoree, I'm not sure that's the right term I should use, but was front and center, Dr. Frankhauser. Hello. Hello. Did you, were you picking it up there? Uh, I, you, I, are you ready for me to go with the second half of the program here tonight, Tom? We're ready for you to, to well, as I said, we, we had the, the honoree, the person that you want to talk about here, that you have to oh, decide yeah. that he departed was front and center at the beginning of that song. Oh, yes. That was, of course, we heard the, uh, the animals with the uh, House of the Rising Sun. That was the number one hit for the animals. And that, those guitar licks at the beginning of that song were played by Hilton Valentine, uh, who passed away on January 29th. Hilton was 77 years old. Uh, but, you know, the uh, animals were one of the hottest British bands of the mid-1960s. Now, I know the Beatles came about, uh, came to the United States about 1964, but the animals were big, too, at that time. They had a number of hit records. And they are in um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as is Dalton Valentine as part of that group. Um, I want to mention a couple of other people that uh, have to do with music, uh, Tom, while we have a moment before we get before we get to the sports people tonight. Um, Randy Parton passed away. Now, Randy Parton is Dolly's younger brother. Uh, he was a musician, a singer, and, so, and a songwriter. He wrote a number one hit. Uh, for the band Alabama, the song was Roll On 18 Wheeler in 1982. Uh, Randy Parton wrote that. He played bass in uh, Dolly's band, his sister's band. But, you know, locally, he was known as the entrepreneur of the Randy Parton Theater up in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, which opened in 2007 to much fanfare. If you'll remember, Tom, but uh, quickly became controversial and unsuccessful. Um, as a matter of fact, there's something about money paid to him by the city, and I think the city of Roanoke Rapids has taken over that edifice up there. Uh, <clears throat> we have uh, some others I want to mention. Uh, Jamie O'Hara passed, the half of the country music singing duo, The O'Kanes. Uh, now, The O'Kanes had a number one hit with Can't Stop My Heart From Loving You in 1987. O'Hara also won a Grammy Award for writing a song, Grandpa, Tell Me About the Good Old Days, the number one hit for the judge in 1986. Jamie O'Hara passed away January 7th. He was 70 years old. And we should mention Ed Bruce, too, of course. January 8th, uh, he passed away, and he was 81 years old. Uh, he was a country singer. Uh, he also was an actor. And he also was a songwriter uh, with a long career from 1959 to 2021. But he and his wife, Patsy, wrote the song, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Of course, the hit version was sung by uh, Willie, uh, uh, Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. It was released in 1978. As a singer himself, Ed Bruce had several hits in the 1980s, including... You're the best break this old heart ever had, which was the number one hit for him in 1981. That is Ed Bruce. All right, Tom, those are some music people. How about if we move to sports? Good time, good time. And Floyd is, is, is am I right? Floyd Little is one of your people. 
Floyd Little is first on my list. There you go. Yeah, yeah he was a, a great player at Syracuse, three-time first-team All-American at Syracuse University. He was uh, an NFL halfback with the Broncos from 67 to 75. Five times in the Pro Bowl. Uh, his jersey is retired. He, he wore number 44 in Denver. He was the NFL rushing leader in 1971 and touchdown leader in 1973. Uh, he is in both the college and the pro all the same. Is Floyd Little. You know, on New Year's Day, he passed away. He's 78 years old. He was out there with the Broncos when he was probably most of what they had. I, I can't remember. He apparently did not win the Heisman Trophy, but I want to know just for a second that he wore number 44, which is a very special number at Syracuse. Three or four of their really outstanding athletes, um, one of whom died, and I can't, Ernie, Ernie, I can't think of Ernie's last name, but Jim Brown wore 44. But a baseball player that you're going to talk about a little bit later tonight wore 44 also. Yeah. It, yeah, well, Floyd, who died on New Year's Day at age 78, um, was known as the franchise in Denver. He was about all they had. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Paul Westfall, that's January 2nd. He was 70 years old, uh, NBA player, played for four different teams. Longest stint was with the Phoenix Suns, but he won. He was on the team that won the 74 uh, championship, the, the Celtics, um, as a matter of fact. So he played for a lot of different teams. Uh, he played... Uh, uh, for the Suns wearing number 44, as a matter of fact, Tom. He was assistant or head coach for five different NBA teams, and he was a five-time All-Star as a player and is in the NBA Hall of Fame. Now, I'm, I may have confused him, but we can take about 30 seconds off for you to help me with something. When I read that name, and I meant to check it out, and I didn't didn't do it. And But did he coach college basketball? There was a Paul... Westfall or Weston or something who coached Mount St. Mary's and and conducted an offense that was that basically was a high scoring offense. I think one of his teams scored 191 points in a game one time. Am I talking about the right person? I, you know, Tom, I don't believe so. He was an assistant or head coach for five different NBA teams from '85 to 2016. He may have done that afterwards, um, but. Um, he was twice the head coach of NBA All-Star teams. He had been a college uh, uh, All-American, Southern Cal. Okay. So, don't know. I, I need to do my homework, but, uh, yeah. but maybe too. somebody else will help me us out. Me on that one. Okay. Um, Don Sutton, what do you say? January 18th, uh, age 75. He was a pitcher, of course, for 23 seasons. People forget maybe how long a career Don Sutton had. He pitched for the Dodgers for 16 of those seasons. He won 324 ball games. Uh, he had oh, way over 3,000 strikeouts, four-time All-Star. Pitched over 200 innings most seasons. Never missed a start. Do I remember? Do I remember that he had? Uh, he's third on the all-time list of starts. Uh, only Cy Young, and, Cy Young and Nolan Ryan, he's third. And more, yeah. And was the Braves broadcaster for 28 years. Time going okay? Yep, we're doing fine here. We're doing fine. Okay, well, I got some really well-known people here in sports. 
some truly heroic great ones. Uh, Hank Aaron, my goodness. January 22nd was when he died. He was 86 years old with Hank Aaron. Some people think, some people, that uh, he was one of the greatest baseball players who ever lived. Mickey Mantle famously said that the best baseball player of his era, that is Mantle's era, Mantle said was Hank Aaron. He played 23 seasons, 21 of them for the Braves. I, I mean, his stat line is amazing, 755 home runs. Uh, his career batting average was over 300. I mean, he had 755 home runs and had a career batting average over 300. Wow. He was a, get this, a 25-time All-Star, Tom. Well, I remember when when I was young and and appraising Hank Aaron as a baseball player, and I remember one thing, a guy named Warren Spahn, who was actually one of his teammates, uh, said that he was the best hitter in in baseball at that time, and he was just breaking in. But Spahn, uh, well, was a pretty good pitcher, and he knew where if he spoke. And the other thing is, on your lines that you gave me, you made the comment, he was the last player from the Negro Leagues to go to the Major Leagues. Is that right? He was the last Negro League player on a Major League Baseball roster. He had played one year for the Indianapolis Clowns. And he is the last player on an MLB roster who had played in the Negro Leagues. From a segregated time. Correct. He was a successful businessman after his time. Um, he was Braves vice president. He worked to increase diversity in baseball, especially with kids. Interestingly, he was awarded an honorary doctorate by Princeton University. And they don't give them away. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. But, uh, you know, I, I meant to mention back there that he was a, he was, uh, he won gold gloves. He was a batting champion and a home run champion. A great player was Hank Aaron. Did you mention that he was a great wrist hitter? Oh, yeah. That's, he was known as powerful, quick quick bat with his quick wrist. Bat. okay. Yeah. Well, we will, we will miss him. You know, he came from Mobile or the environs at the same time, or not long after Willie Mays did. And Mobile could have gotten up a pretty good baseball team on its own. Yes. For sure. Let's have well, one more and then we'll take a break. And one more, and we'll take a break. Tommy Lasorda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> January 7th. Tommy was 93 years old. Everybody knows, if you're a baseball fan, who Tommy Lasorda was. He was twice World Series champ, 81 and 88. He was twice manager of the year, longtime manager of the Dodgers from 1976 to 1986. Uh, Jersey, he wore number two, was retired by the Dodgers. You know, he was a left-handed pitcher in uh, in the major leagues for a brief time, for like two years. Came up about the same time Koufax did, as a matter of fact. 54. Yeah. Came up. He played 54 to 56. Somebody made but a he joke. Played, uh, he played uh, in the minor leagues for the Concord, North Carolina Weavers. <laughs> Somebody made a joke on late-night television recently about the, the confrontation that occurred at Dodger Stadium with people com- protesting vaccines and... And the, and the joke was that Tommy Lasorda, if he had been there, would have been able to take care of it pretty easily. So. <laughs> yeah, he was he was known for his exuberant personality, shall we say? And let's 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 pause there. We, if you've tuned in, you're listening 
if you've been with us before, you know about our necrology. We try to do it about once a month or five or six weeks, whenever, whenever the list gets to a place where we have to turn the page. And Dr. Edward Funkhauser, professor of communications for a long time at NC State, is the keeper of the list. And uh, we've found that people slip away. I, I did not know Bob Gibson had passed away, the great Cardinal pitcher, until I actually heard it on this program back at the end of, of uh, November, I think, at the end of October. In any case, we've just uh, talked about Hank Aaron and uh, Bob uh, and uh, uh, some other baseball players. There will be more. We have a quarter of our program left, and we'll get it right after we take this break. The world and they gathered all of the honeycomb in the one sweet fall and the honeycomb from a million trips made my baby's lips so honeycomb. Oh, won't you be my baby? Well, the honeycomb be my own. Oh, my goodness. Got a hanger hair. Jimmy Rogers. R-O-D-G-E-R-S. And Dr. Edward Funkhauser is going to tell you about his passing away, and perhaps... Uh, Make sure that we understand that he's not the other Jimmy Rogers. Ed, are you there? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not the not the older Jimmy Rogers. In fact, the Jimmy Rogers of later times uh, was born the year that the earlier country music Jimmy Rogers died, 1933. Uh, Jimmy Rogers, of course, had many hit records. He passed away January 18th. He was 87 years old. Sweeter Than Wine, Kisses Sweeter Than Wine, uh, Oh, oh, I'm Falling in Love Again. Secretly, and of course, Honeycomb are all songs sung by Jimmy Rogers, who had served in the U.S. Air Force during the Korean War. I want to uh, mention some more sports people uh, rather quickly, Tom. We've got a number to go through. George Armstrong was an NHL right winger. He's in the Hall of Fame. He played for the Toronto Maple Leafs for 21 seasons from 49 to 71. He was the captain for 13 seasons for the Maple Leafs. And Tony Trabert, a Hall of Fame uh, professional and amateur tennis player, he was famous as an amateur. He had a successful pro career, but as an amateur, he won the U.S. Open, the French Open, and Wimbledon as an amateur. Wow. Uh, after playing days, we remember Tony Trabert as a tennis and golf commentator at CBS TV for 33 years. Uh, so Tom, uh, somebody I know that you remember is uh, Red Wilson, uh, who was the coach at Elon University in football and Duke by uh, January the 8th, and Red was 95 years old. What you may have not known about Red Wilson is that his first name was actually Shirley, um, as a matter of fact. Uh, but he uh, spent uh, from 1967 to 76 at Elon and then at Duke, from 1979 to 1982, the winningest coach ever at Elon, a native of Madison, North Carolina, played football at Davidson. Madison means he's not too far from Elon. In fact, you, you really can't mention Madison without mentioning Madison. It's required. Yeah. Uh, Wayne DeWilliger, a uh, name uh, that I sure remember, because I was a big Senators fan. Remember when I was a kid? Uh, they were terrible, but I loved them. And one of them was Wayne Terwilliger, died February 30s, 95 years old. He played for nine seasons in Major League Baseball with the Senators, Rangers, and others. Uh, but he was a coach also uh, for many years and a very successful, longtime minor league manager, especially at the AAA level for many teams. He had been a Marine combat veteran of the South Pacific, World War II. John Cheney. 
by January 29th. He was 89, won the Division II National Championship at Shaney State University in Pennsylvania. There's two different spellings. John's name was C-H-A-N-E-Y. Shaney State University is C-H-E-Y-N-E-Y. But he was also uh, a coach and best known maybe as the coach at Temple from 1982 to 2006. Many Atlantic 10 titles and Coach of the Year awards. He won 516 games at Temple University as the basketball coach. Very fiery personality. You mentioned, I think he had something that he and John Calipari almost came to blows one time. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. It's a a story. 1994, he got into a heated and really sadly threatening argument with Coach John Calipari, who was the coach at that time at the University of Massachusetts. Unfortunately, he chose to do this in front of a room full of reporters. But later, Calipari and Cheney resolved their differences. Well, Tom, the Phil Lentz story should be told. Phil Lentz, L-I-N-Z, passed away December 9th. He was 81. He was a utility infielder for the Yankees. He played in some World Series for the Yankees. But he's famous for the harmonica incident. In August 1964, Lentz was playing his harmonica on the Yankee team bus. The tune he was playing was Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yankee manager Yogi Berra didn't like it. And he told Lentz in so many words to stop playing his harmonica. But Lentz didn't hear him over the music he was playing, and he asked Mickey Mantle to, uh, what the Barra had said. What did he say, Mickey, said Lentz. Mantle replied, he said to play it louder. <laughs> <laughs> and so Lentz did. Barra came to him and knocked the harmonica out of Lentz's hand, and the flying harmonica hit first baseman Joe Pepitone hard enough to cut his knee. Well, Yogi Bear was fired at the end of the 1964 season, even though the Yankees won the pennant that year. It seems this altercation convinced the Yanks that Barra had lost control of the team. Ed, let me say that it's time for us to go, but you've picked a very good story to end our program with tonight, and I want to thank you for giving us an updated edition of the uh, necrology for uh, the month of January in year 2021, and we shall look forward to to uh, your turning the page now and continuing the role and and having you back in in three or four weeks to, to look back at the necrology at the end of February. Thank you. Thank you, Tom.